asana, etc. Asana, etc. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. of asana etc conversations about yoga with myself lisa and alex rodoni who is my partner i am currently sitting in our prague yoga collective letna studio where i've built up my little home office because it's been a bit difficult these past few weeks in regards to everything being closed and being on lockdown and having children at home and um as you will hear on the recording today as well, there are some kids' voices in the background screaming and rolling around. Not so much, but you'll hear them. They're definitely present in the apartment. So I've set up over here. And you know what? I'm sitting under a blanket because it is so echoey in here. And hopefully this blanket will make it better. Um, so just to give you a visual where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, today, me and Alex are going to chat a little bit about the strangest experiences we've had in our teaching career. So Alex has prepared a few questions for me where she, she's going to ask me, like, what's the strangest this and that? And and um, and we're having quite a lot of fun. It's a lot of laughs today. So, so um, I hope you enjoy it. I really enjoyed um, recording this pod, um, smiling ear to ear. So... Enjoy, guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm Alex, and Lisa's here, too. Hi. Uh, and welcome to Asana Etc. Conversations About Yoga. Um, so, Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm okay. It's been snowing. <laughs> it's weird. It was like 22 degrees last week and now it's been snowing and I feel weird about it. Oh my That's God, it. it's sunny right now though. You guys, we just went through like a blizzard. It was totally snowing about an hour ago and now the sun is shining again. It's nuts, yeah. April weather. We get all the yeah. seasons in one day in this country. Yeah, I guess we get that in Sweden too, but it's not so extreme because here it's like summer and then it's like minus 19 degrees, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's I not nice. I just want summer. <laughs> Soon enough. Soon enough. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, you guys, uh, we want to talk a little bit uh, about a specific topic. We're going to talk to you about our craziest experiences, um, our strangest experiences throughout our yoga career. Um, so I, <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote down some random questions that, that I want to, to ask you about, Lisa. And okay. we'll just see because, you know, okay, you think like yoga, we, we have this nice like experience with each other, um, sharing space, and it's all very calm and you feel very nice and have this yoga glow after your practice. But in any situation when you're dealing with other humans, when you... <laughs> <laughs> when you're coming into contact with different personalities, there's always, I don't know, there's always an element of surprise uh, to be had. So yep. maybe, I don't know, we, we don't have any preparation for this at all. So uh, I haven't even showed Lisa these questions yet, but 
we'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll be really normal. We'll see how this turns out. Uh, okay. Maybe ready. It'll lead us down Get a crazy on. road. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess we'll just jump straight into it. Um, mm-hmm. let's start, okay. really, let's go really broad. So, okay. Staying in this topic, what's the craziest, what's the strangest? And just tell me about a time anywhere. You've had a very long yoga career, right? How long have you been teaching for? Oh, like, I don't, what year is it? 2021. <laughs> I think it started in 2008, 2007. 2007. Eight. Okay. That, yeah. There's got to be a lot of experiences yeah. to pull from here. Um. <laughs> I'm sure some of the strangest ones were, were with, with me on the other side, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, good. Okay. Uh, so tell me, just tell me again, very generally think back to a time of just mm-hmm. the strangest, I would say person, person or something a person did in your <laughs> class. What is the weirdest or craziest thing a person has done in your class while you have been the instructor? That is a really big question, yeah. but... Let me see. The first thing that really first thing that pops into my head is this lady that used to come to my classes when I was teaching in the Philippines in Manila. I was teaching in a couple of studios there. They were like really big studios and they had a lot of students come in and whatever. And um, she, I think I didn't know for a long time, but she was sort of famous or something. And she would always come in and do her hot yoga in her big black sunglasses in the studio the whole 90 minutes she had her big black sunglasses on and that to me was just so strange because it was like you know I don't know 40 degrees even more sometimes in this hot room and she struggled to push these glasses up her nose all the time because they would glide off and I don't know if she was just like trying to hide from people seeing who she was or something but it was it was hilarious it was oh, great wow was she like up <laughs> in center or was she hiding in the back for this uh no she was like usually somewhere in the middle she wasn't like hey here I am but she wasn't either hiding I don't know what that was all about maybe maybe she had bad vision I don't know but it was just really strange <laughs> and nobody ever explained it to me uh-huh. <laughs> I think I didn't dare ask either because you know when someone's a little bit important and everybody's like oh she's important you're like oh you're not going to question anything that they do yeah definitely yeah. right yeah oh well. <laughs> well how about you do you have anything in mind when you wrote that question you know I I wish I had like I'm trying to think there's always and this is mm. welcome let me just preface this this is welcome in class if you if you want to come into class and do your own thing it's fantastic. You can do whatever yeah. you want, you know, and we promote that. We're always talking about modify your practice, make it feel good for your body. If you don't like it, skip it, get rid of it, do something different. Right. And, and I mean mm. this, but it is always kind of funny when you have someone come in <laughs> just to, I don't know, a dance routine or something like this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Goodness. But, uh, but that's okay. I don't, I don't want to say that's the strangest because I'm literally opening every single class in that exact way. So it's just, it's just funny when it does happen. I'm just like, yeah, you do you. Um, Yeah. But it's not like this lady, you know, was, she wasn't bothering me. It wasn't like something, it wasn't bad, but it's just like, it makes you wonder. And I would spend the whole class going, why? 
you know, and I couldn't really focus on what I was there to do all the time because I was just wondering why these sunglasses had to be on, you know. Totally. There, yeah. Incognito rock star status. Maybe, maybe, probably, you know. Maybe one day we'll be incognito rock stars. I'm gonna do it. Sunglasses. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I guess one of the strangest things that I have that okay, or maybe a pet peeve, I should say, is it something that's so obvious that you would think that people would respect, but the um, the telephone thing in class when people are mm-hmm. checking their phone in class, and there's been um. A person that quite consistently they would bring their whole bag like their purse you know and it's like and it was like a nice big purse that this person would bring in all the time and um she would constantly just reach into her bag check her phone do a few things on the phone and then put it back in the purse and go back to her asanas you know and just like how how and then i finally like tried to like watch over her shoulder like what she was looking at and she was literally scrolling she was just scrolling social (laughs) media and i'm just like why what's going on um so that's just a little bit it's just a little bit strange when everybody's you know got their you know movement inflow happening and then this person just has i don't know checking constantly constantly so yeah, I know. I think I've had a few of those too. Just like Facebook, you know, it's not like I'm checking for a, an important message from my boss or my babysitter. It's just like Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. it's a little, it's a little weird, but other than that, like, I don't know, that's as far, that's as weird as it gets for me, I guess. Yeah. Oh, a gross thing. A gross thing. The grossest thing, if you're out there listening and you are going into yoga class and you're doing this, please stop. You're pedicuring your toes in forward <laughs> folds is the grossest thing that you can do. And everybody can see you even if you think they can't. Oh, man. <laughs> right? It's, it's true. But I'm so guilty of it. I totally <laughs> do this. It's- Oh my God. Maybe I do it too. Maybe it's like a uh, subconscious thing. Yeah, I think it is, maybe. you know, because, you know, mm. in, in yoga, right. You have this point of focus called the drishti called the gaze mm. and quite often, especially in a forward fold, it's at your toes. So here I am intently staring at my toes and I'm trying to be in this meditative <laughs> state, but I'm just like, Oh my God, what is that? I got to fix this. And yeah, I find myself. I just can't, I just can't help it. I just do it. <laughs> But now that I've been shamed for it, I'll definitely check myself next time. I don't actually know if I've seen you do it specifically, but there's always someone. There was one class that I was teaching when I was teaching in Ireland. There was this lady who would always do it. And she had these feet that like had a lot to pick at, you know, like, okay, we're getting into detail now. But it was disgusting because she always left this like little pile of rubble, you know, from her feet after herself. Um, And it was also a studio that was a hot studio. So I was like wiping it down after with a a mop because everybody got sweaty and I would have to mop up her (laughs) pile of skin. Rubble. (laughs) I love it. Rubble. (laughs) But it was. Yeah. Anyway. Gross. Gross. Lots of detail. Lots of detail. We should put like an explicit content on this podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So pet peeves. Got that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so in the same in the same breath, in the same vein, have you ever had a strange experience with an instructor? Has somebody, some specific teacher or instructor done something just really radical or or weird? And maybe it doesn't have to be like something bad or gross or, you know, but just something extra, like totally extra, like unexpected surprised you. Anything like that? I, I don't know, like funny. I've, I had a few ones that are just maybe too out there for me or too too much you know these like I don't know I know I'm a white woman teaching yoga but these white women that just get all spiritual on you and they I don't know they just talk about mother earth and and Shiva and and um, some other religion in the same sentence and they just sort of push it on you and you're like no wait hold on a second you just made all that up (laughs) you know this this these these sort of teachers that you can't really trust because they're just blabbering on and on about something do you know what I mean I do and I just like yeah go on (laughs) but I get so drawn into it you know it's so, do you? <laughs> I do. I really do. And I think about it because because I think about what I say as an instructor teaching, you know, mm. and there's certain things that um, if they're not like logical or like scientific, I don't want to go as far as to say like scientific, but like if they don't make sense, like sometimes the way that we direct breath or, or things like this, I'm just like, what? what are you talking about right now? You can't like put your breath over there. It's not, it's going into my lungs and it's coming back out of my lungs, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's just like a small example. But when somebody else says it, I'm all the way down the rabbit hole with them, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I am too though, but there, there are a few. Okay, so one example, long time ago, I went to Ubud, to Bali. Maybe this was like 2000. 10 or something like a long time ago and I went to the yoga bar and and took a class from this lady who set us all up in a circle and all she was like talking about was was the goddess within yeah and there was like me and two other ladies and then a bunch of dudes who were trying to find this goddess within And she had her eyes closed the whole time. Like she didn't even look at us once. She was in the middle. Her eyes were closed. Didn't look at us. And then there were these like little geckos, you know, these little uh, geckos that climb on the, on the inside of the ceilings. And they, for some reason, there was like five of them that dropped into the class onto the floor around, which was pretty normal. But she was like, she would, she would say every time one dropped, she would come up with some really odd spiritual reason why that gecko dropped onto that (laughs) spot on the floor Uh and it was like it was so ridiculous that people we were just looking at each other going what the fuck are we doing here it's nuts (laughs) you know and it was yeah I don't know I don't think there's a single person who was into it but her Uh because she couldn't see anyone she was you know that kind of when it gets to that level yeah or even before that I'm like okay no no this is no (laughs) you know I see what you mean like it's totally out there yeah yeah a bit much it's when it feels made up you know when someone's like I made this up this afternoon right (laughs) you know right yeah yeah that's that's when I can't get behind it 
you get like yeah distance from it isn't it's totally comes off as like ingenuine in that way I think mm. it's always the best when like a teacher tells you their own story you know they just like relate something like every day like I miss the tram, you know, and then they yeah. turn it into this like lesson about how I'm going to practice my handstand today in class. And I've, I'm just so, imp- Betty does this so well. And I'm always just yeah. so impressed with how she twists, um, t- like sees the same layers, you know, this kind of like fractal nature and all of it and brings it back into, into an intention for class. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I yeah. really like that too. I really like that too. Yeah. Um, there was this one teacher I went to in in Australia and I really liked going to her classes she was real fun and she would do this and then one day she said and this is stuck with me and Trigvi because Trigvi was there too Trigvi's my husband by the way if you don't know and she said do you know today I found out the meaning of the word gratitude if you say great and you say attitude, and you put them together, it becomes gratitude. <laughs> Great attitude means gratitude. And I almost died. <laughs> oh my God. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, but like me, me and Tricky always, we always refer back to that and uh-huh. we like cringe and laugh about it. It's so funny. Oh. And um, anyway, after that, I sort of, I sort of lost it. I couldn't really listen to her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's great. That's awesome. Anyway, side note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Do you have any? You know, I really, I don't. I've had a whole bunch of normies. It's not been like too, yeah, no, nothing that's been, I'm trying to think. No, nothing been weird. I've had a few showboaty, showboaty. Mm-hmm. like show off kind of instructors, but nothing too much, you know, I think that there was a good yeah. intention there trying to like, uh, just show exactly what to do and obviously do it perfectly, but you know, really eager to do so. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I think there's Maybe always so. good intention, you know, yeah. even in these people who go a little bit too far, there's always good intention behind it I mean of of course once in a while there's not good intention right but I think that's not the norm and I don't think that that's what I mean either um I think that just maybe this just shows that everything is not for everyone you find your path within the practice and 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 you find uh, the teachers that resonate with with your soul or your beliefs or your you know like everything else it's like finding your friends, you know, the ones that resonate with you. They, they are the ones that you listen to, you know? <laughs> right. And that's what's so great about the practice too, just yoga itself when you're doing, and I mean on the mat and off the mat, but when you're doing this kind of practice in life, you become your own, I know it sounds really cheesy, but you become your own teacher, you know, you just, you learn these little lessons along the way all by yourself, whether your teacher told you how to connect with your inner goddess or not that day, you know, that morning in your morning practice, um, you still get to learn the lessons. That's what's so beautiful about mm. it all. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good to have teachers and it's good to have, I don't know, gurus. I don't know if we want to call them that, but um, people to look up to and to follow and to listen to and to learn from. But also, like you say, 
always reflecting it back on yourself and going, hey, does this resonate with me in my body, in my brain, in my breath? And then sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And that's where we build our practice, like you said, on the mat and off the mat. And I don't know, it's like a daily, daily practice, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, good. So next one here. Um, mm. let's, I'm going to keep it medium broad and we'll bring it down <laughs> in a little okay. bit. Um, okay. Any, is there ever been a reason or strange or crazy reason that you haven't been able to make it to class or a reason that you called out sick or couldn't make it to a class to teach, to teach, to teach. I'm, mm, that's a tough one. I'm like. I, I'm always on time. I, I would say not always, of course, but like, I'm ashamed of myself if I'm not on time. I'm one of those people usually when it comes to starting of classes and stuff like that. Um, what could it be? I mean, a few times when I taught in Asia traffic, you know, you're just stuck somewhere on a motorway and you just literally can't be there. Um, but it, that's not so strange. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, not that I can think of. I sort of drop everything sort of to an extent of, uh, you know, hurting someone's feelings to get to class yeah. <laughs> if I'm with someone else, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, do you? Do you no, have one? I don't think I do either. <laughs> I have these questions. I should have thought about this kind of stuff. But no, I don't. In my brain. I don't know. Yeah. Go on. It, no, it's just obviously, you know, it's like the first part of like having a job is being being there, <laughs> being reliable. Yeah. I don't think that you and I um, and Betty also is super reliable as well, but have been able mm. to do what we've done without <laughs> just making it to teach, oh you know, God. showing up to class. It's something that we teach our students in our teacher training. It's very important to us. Like if you go out and teach, you have to be reliable. There's so many flaky yoga teachers out there. And we've had flaky yoga teachers work for us that just like call in sick an hour and a half before class is about to start because, you know, some really vague reason, you know, yeah. and I find I, I can't I can't deal with that. It just makes it turns me off so much. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about you. No, totally. It's a hard thing. It just, it seems so simple, you know? Um, But yeah, but a good skill to have to be reliable. I'm really Mm. trying to think, I don't think, I think I've also had maybe some traffic issues, but nothing exciting. (laughs) Just (laughs) going metro jams or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That was a boring one. (laughs) It could have been fun, but it was boring. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. Uh, No, you're fine. Let's just make something up next time. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, well. Uh, Okay. So in your own practice, your Mm -hmm. own yoga practice, whether it's asana practice or your yoga practice, off of the mat, once you've chosen to uh, follow this like yogic lifestyle, have you ever had a mystical experience? What, what do you, can you elaborate what that means? <laughs> a mystical experience. Like, have you ever felt maybe that you've seen a different realm or experienced a higher state of consciousness or 
an extended period of pure bliss due to maybe your, like I said, asana practice or some practice that you've done off the mat or maybe a pranayama breathing technique or practice. If there's been, I don't know, anything that's been bigger than just this like reality that we're living in every day. Wow, that's also a big one. There are a couple, there are a few times. Usually in meditation, I say usually, this doesn't happen very often. The one that comes to mind firstly is when we had just opened the Bupani station um, studio and I showed up to teach a class and no one came. And I was like, okay, I'll do my own practice. And then, you know, these times when you start your own practice and you're like, nah, I can't move today. So I just sat down and, and had a meditation for a while. And I set my timer for it to go off. I don't know if you have those like meditation timers on your phone, but I do. It's like these, it, it would just be a little ding when you've done whatever, 20 minutes or something. And I set it to go off, but then I don't think it went off or I got so like caught up in my brain. It's one of those things where I think back and I'm like, did I fall asleep? But I don't think I did. Cause can you fall asleep <laughs> sitting? You can, right? I don't know, but it was just really, really strange. And I was not in my body. And when the timer, like when, when I was, when I like sort of came out of my meditation, it was like two and a half hours later. It was nighttime. It was real, it was just real strange, really? but okay. also real cool. I felt real okay. cool after that. Like, or, you know, like, like something mm -hmm. had happened that only yeah. I knew about. Do you know what yeah. I mean? This thing, but it wasn't like I was hanging out with some mystical creatures <laughs> in some faraway land or something. I was just, you know, um, I don't know, somewhere else for a long time. And it didn't feel like a long that's, time. Yeah, totally. That's so interesting. And so you said it was about two and a half hours when you came out of like this trance yeah. state type of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was night and it was, um, like there was a CrossFit gym downstairs and they'd like locked up and uh -huh. gone home. And it was, it was just real, like, I don't know if it was like nine 30 or something like 10 o'clock. It was just really, no, and no, you had like no yeah, memory of the time itself. It was just like no time and just kind of like no. a blank space, a blank. Period. Yeah. But like a blank, a nice warm space, you know, like I was real, maybe I did sleep. <laughs> Oh, but you know, I was sitting in the middle of the room though. And I was sitting when I, when I was like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. done with this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it wasn't like I was leaning against something or lying down or anything. It was like I was sitting. But that's what they say, yeah. you know, like when you talk about, especially yeah. like the eight limbs, you know, when you're going through these different steps, like the absence of time is one of those steps as you like withdraw from the senses, you know, and then you can kind mm. of, yeah, mm. trance like trance out of your body uh, and meditate out of it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about you? Okay. So as far as mystical experiences, I feel like I've had actually quite a bit and they've come in many different forms. Um, yeah. Like this, I've, I've had quite a few. Okay. So I've done a lot of psychedelic drugs <laughs> and experiments. Oh, I didn't want to get into those experiences. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Let's okay, just, okay. Let's break this. We're going there. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> so with psychedelics, if you're doing psychedelics, it's like the fast track, the fast track way, you know, to experience these things. And you can like blast off into these different dimensions or this different like state of consciousness. And then you, you kind of come back to yourself and you can process all that information afterward um, or maybe a little bit during, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also with your yoga practice, I feel like it's, it's a parallel path. It's the same path. It's just much slower. It takes a lot longer to, to climb the mountain, if you will. Um, and, but since I, I've had this kind of psychedelic experience to compare to maybe an experience I've had in meditation, I know that they feel very similar uh, in that way. So it's interesting. So, okay, without talking about all psychedelic experiences um, aside, um, I did have one that was really interesting when I was in meditation also. I've had some, yeah, like I said, some good ones with some guided meditation. But one time, this one, I, I was just by myself. This is, it's always like kind of hard to explain these types of things. But yeah. when my eyes were closed, my mind felt really expansive, very big, like very, like just widened, you know, like, like a dark mm. room, but like bigger than just, you know, when you close your eyes, it just felt very expansive. I guess that's the best way I can say it. But mm. I felt like there were these, like, there was like this, this like blue line running like uh, vertically down and what I think kind of represents maybe like my spine or along my back. And it was this thick blue line and it made this like resonant blue sound. If I can say mm-hmm. that. I'm going to try mm-hmm. my best here. And then, um, and it was like this low humming. And then my internal thoughts, they were like represented in this like vision as like this like high pitched, like red, tiny line that kept on like moving away from the blue line and like messing up like this, like beautiful, like harmonic, like hum. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I would have a thought, I would see it in this red color, like this string being struck. And then when I could silence it and bring it all together, like this red line would line up with this blue line, making this purple color and it would come together and then it would be like this nice soft hum again. It was very interesting. And then it would like go all chaotic and it kept on going back and forth and I could almost like control it. It was really bizarre. Um, And it was very profound in the moment. Again, a very difficult thing because I was attached to so many feelings at the time, but uh, yeah, Mm. reached that through meditation one time. It's very nice. It's really cool when you get like, cause I can, I can see when you say, when you explain that to me, I can go like, yes, yes, it's this, you know, that's why you need the blue line. Like, my brain is going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, it just represents, I think, somehow. And in different brains, it just looks different and different colors and different, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really cool. The brain's really cool. And there's so much that we're not using it for, I think. Right. And then when you can access know. it in this kind of way, you know, just like these small little insights, it's just amazing. It just makes it like, wow, I don't know. It makes like yeah. life better. It makes everything brighter somehow, for some reason. Mm. Yeah, whenever I have, I don't always meditate because I can't always do that. It's the, I think that's the hardest bit of my practice is meditation. Um, but sometimes I do have a good practice and whenever I can when it's longer periods of time you know every day it becomes you know you can close your mind in on these things 
after a while and then it goes away when you don't practice it's the same as like I don't know your handstand or whatever you practice practice and then you're like oh I'm doing it and then you don't do it for a long time and then you can't you know yeah then then it just goes away yeah that's a great point I know exactly what you mean it's like an exercise that you really do have to work at I feel like that sometimes I feel like there's these these times in my life where I've been so into that part to that practice to meditation and to reading about these kinds of experiences and this stuff Mm. and my mind just works on that frequency on that level but then the second that you walk away from it it's just like you know you don't use it you lose it type of thing yeah absolutely we've been doing some meditation and some other things with Trigvi lately because we've just been so if you're not in Prague we are still in lockdown and we have had kindergartens closed for the past, I think, six weeks now. And uh, if you have small children, you go a little bit nuts hanging out with them all day and all night. So we've gotten up at 5 a.m. for a few days now just to like sit in silence. And Trigvi does one sort of meditation that he likes and I do another. And it's such a it's just blissful somehow you know to just maybe it has to do with the fact that our our kids are not around Mm -hmm. (laughs) but maybe it's also you know this thing of I don't know I haven't had a good meditation practice for the past year I think because of everything that's been going on in the world but it's been nice to sort of come home to that and tune your brain into that again yeah definitely yeah I don't know but it's it's difficult to come back to if you if you're scatterbrained and everything's going on around you. <laughs> right. And it's the simplest thing, you know, that's, that's what's so interesting about it. It's just sitting down, closing your eyes mm-hmm. and just breathing and that's it. But mm-hmm. somehow it's the hardest thing to make time for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So I have just a couple of questions left. Okay. Let's, let's see here. Okay. So same kind of idea as before with people in your class. What about on a retreat? What's the craziest experience you've had on a retreat, whether you've been a student or you've been leading the retreat? Mm, craziest experience. I mean, our one was a bit nuts, but not like super crazy. Um, it was just cold. It was cold for about a week yeah. um, in Morocco. It was nice, but it was just so cold and my bed was so cold and <laughs> yeah. it's all I can think of and then when you when you got to take a shower then you had to like save hot water for other people so you couldn't be in there for too long oh and God. um yeah yeah it was awful absolutely awful that is it, it I think that's it's the same story for me we went to Morocco a couple of years ago and we wanted to go in February thinking it was going to be a great idea to, you know, keep or find this, like, go search out the sun and find this warm weather. And it was fine when we were outside, like in the sun, but all of these houses are freezing cold because they're not set up with heat at all. And we had this gorgeous house that had these like wraparound decks that were like, it was three stories high, but Mm. the inside of it was totally open completely. And it rained into the house. It literally rained into the house. Like we were having breakfast and everything. And it was freezing. 
Yeah, it was freezing. And I remember they were like, yeah, about once a year, we get about a week of rain. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, it's this week, right? They were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Totally. I would go back to that house and have another retreat, though, like in a different time slot totally. that of the year. Beautiful. It's it really beautiful. Absolutely. But not not in, what was it, February? Yeah, it was. It was February. Yeah. We, Bad idea. we've learned we've learned <laughs> yeah we're going to mexico in may you guys should come <laughs> yeah everyone should come we're super excited it's going to be warm there it's going to be nice we're right on the beach it's going to be wonderful none of us yeah. have had a vacation i guess this whole Years. time has been a, been a vacation in a way <laughs> but but yeah you think an an anxiety filled vacation <laughs> it's not been relaxing <laughs> one that's for sure <laughs> A 13-month anxiety-filled vacation. Sounds great, Alex, doesn't it? (laughs) God, I hope we could make it to Mexico. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, me too. Um, Okay, so no other crazy things on retreats? What's the nicest retreat you've been to? Oh, the nicest. I haven't actually been to so many as a participant. We did a really nice one in the Philippines, actually. I was teaching for the studio in Cebu and oh, I, rem- I don't remember the name, but the, a friend of mine there, Marie, she was organizing a retreat. So she set it all up and she just had me come and teach it. And we went to this tiny little island outside Cebu Island called Bantayan. And we just had to like drive and be on a boat. And it was this gang of people. And it was just like our private little, little nook. And it was it was absolutely beautiful. It was really nice. And also, I think it had to do with me. I didn't have to sell the retreat or buy the food. Or I just had to, like, show up and be with these nice people and teach some yoga and, you know, Aww. be on a nice island in the Philippines. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. So that was nice. I'd do that again in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What about you? The nicest retreat, I, I like every retreat I've been to has been training based, you know? Yeah. It's been yeah. a teacher training or, or like a, a long workshop type of thing. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever just gone like on a yoga and relaxation retreat. Have I? I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I should. It's a great idea. Yeah, you should definitely. <laughs> oh, I can think of a strange one that I went to actually, if you'll allow me. Of course. Um, I went to, so I've, I'm trained in acro yoga, which is a totally different part of my life that I don't really use anymore. But to be able to do the acro yoga teacher training, you had to do, <clears throat> I still think you do, but you had to do these immersions and they called it like a lunar immersion and a solar immersion to be able to actually qualify to a teacher training. So I was like, okay, I'll go do one. And there was one in Japan and I was like, okay, I'll go there and I'll do that one. And, um, the the whole thing was great in itself but we were on the in the outskirts of Tokyo somewhere where there were no shops or no nowhere to get like food <laughs> and i'm getting to the point here um they ordered food for everyone and i was like i'm vegetarian can you guys order me something um expecting like at least a bowl of rice every day and they didn't order me any food but they they pointed me out to the garden where they had lettuce growing and and I just got to eat this like Tokyo garden grown 
homemade lettuce <laughs> for five days. <laughs> and towards the end, of course, like I made a trip into the city to like go to the grocery shop and I just got like lots of fruit and veg because I didn't even have a fridge. I was sleeping in this place where we actually did the training and I was so hungry. <laughs> it was, and nobody understood. Everybody just ate these like, they got these bento boxes delivered and they were just full of meat and whatever. And I was like, I can't. And they were just saying, if you're hungry, just have some meat. I was like, no. <laughs> oh my God. Did you have to go harvest, harvest it yourself? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Like I, <laughs> oh, I like cute. food, you know, yeah. I like food. <laughs> And, and acro yoga for, I think it was five days. And, you know, you're in body for at least five hours a day, yeah. six hours a day, just working with your body and then eating lettuce. I could never. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think about my time in Japan as a very hungry period of oh my, my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a strange one. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. So bring snacks, guys. Yeah, go yeah. on. <laughs> uh, okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so injuries. What is the worst, the craziest, the strangest injury that you've had from yoga or that you've witnessed or somehow been mm-hmm. a part of one way or the other? Craziest injury. I mean, my own crazy, I have a crazy injury. It's not that crazy. It's just from doing Chaturanga wrong for a long time. I have this shoulder that acts up all the time. It's been acting up for the past three weeks and it's awful and I can't sleep sometimes at night. Yeah. It's just a, it's a weakness in the back and a tightness in the front and it sucks. Can I say sucks on a podcast? Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would be my one. I don't know if I've seen anyone. Oh, I guess I sort of fell on my tailbone and half broke it once oh I couldn't sit for six weeks really where why what happened ah I've forgotten about this one I was doing as a partner acrobatics teacher training in Goa and I was doing a handstand on someone handstand on shoulders maybe it was pretty high and then I fell back and my spotter didn't catch me and I fell straight on my tailbone oh my god yeah and it was like the first week of the training and for the rest of the training I was just like handicapped (laughs) oh wow that sucks yeah it sucked it was not so nice no so yeah maybe I spaced it out for that reason (laughs) what about you yeah totally um craziest injury I haven't had any injuries thank god uh, I mean, micro injuries. We, we're dealing with this all the time. I think anytime you work with your body or do any weight bearing activity, you have to deal with micro injuries. So guys, we say this all the time. Be careful with your chaturangas. You can always modify them if you need mm-hmm. to. You don't have to do the full chaturanga. No, um, never. Yeah. <laughs> so having these kinds of like dynamic movement definitely has some uh, yeah. shoulder, the same exact pain that you're describing. It's yeah. just in the front doesn't feel good in the back type of thing. Mm. Um, One time when I was teaching, it was a very traumatic experience for me. Uh, I had somebody dislocate their arm, their shoulder in class. And it was, oh my God, I was uh, freaking out. It just like, 
I just felt so bad for this, this girl that this happened to. I watched it happen and it was a very simple movement that she did it on um, and she had had a past injury, but it was just, you know, heartbreaking. And I just like, I sat with her and we had to call like the, the ambulance and everything. And I, um, I went with her to the hospital and took her home afterward. And was like, do you want me to make you dinner? Like, should I stay the night? Like, what are we doing? I was just like, I don't know. I just like oh. felt with this girl so much. It was just, uh, it was just so crazy to see it in front of me. Cause I had never seen something like that before. Yeah. Um, and again, I know it's something that's quite common as well in any kind of movement practice. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's so bad. For her. Yeah, when anything happens in class, you feel like, even if it's not your fault, but as a teacher, some, somehow you sort of bear the weight of what happened to that person, you yeah. know? So I know what you mean. Or if someone faints or something, you're like, oh, what, what did I do to make you do this, you know? Yeah. You guys had that happen, right? Somebody fainted in class. You and Betty had that happen, didn't you? Uh, it was when we had, when we were in the old studio and we filled it up a lot. We filled it up a lot. And then um, somebody fainted, but was fine again. When we opened the window, they continued with the practice, <laughs> you uh -huh. know. Uh -huh. So that was fine. Oh, and we also had one guy pass out. Um, but I, it was his own fault because we were doing pranayama with this guest teacher and he held his breath too long and he passed oh, out, <laughs> but yeah. it was his own fault. And he's like, it's happened before. Don't worry. I'll do it again. <laughs> you know, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But he's a trooper. He's yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is weird how you take on like that personal responsibility. I mean, as we should mm -hmm. be trying to practice these kinds of like, uh, safe movements when we're in class uh, together, but we're also doing things that are difficult. So I, I just get so freaked out when I see certain people that are going into a handstand that are not ready yet, you know, don't have the technique down. I've gone mm -hmm. over many times in class and just like push someone down the other way, you know, like instead of yeah. falling back, but like just to push them down and be like, okay, let's stop. Let's break this down and go very slowly into it. Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't know. I have like a mini like panic attack when when that happens in class I feel very like deeply for all the students that are in there you know and, and very responsible for it so, so yeah absolutely. a little bit of a scary feeling that way yeah when they don't when you know that an injury can happen you know when yeah. you can see it you're like this is gonna happen now <laughs> yeah otherwise I'm pretty I'm pretty like maybe I'm a bit more freer when I think about it than you are because you're like very this is the way it's supposed to be, which I appreciate. But sometimes I'm, if I know that the person won't like really make an injury to themselves, I sort of let them, let them go for it because a lot of people have never been upside down before. <laughs> so you gotta let them, you gotta let them jump away for a while to see how, it, what it feels like. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's totally true because then people like they start to break those barriers in their head that they can't do it you know and then if I'm over here pushing it down the other way and saying no, yeah <laughs> then they're upside down so yeah. yeah yeah this is a fine line I think right you know protecting them but also going hey you gotta gotta give this a go you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah I've learned some new things today Alex uh -huh. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm out of questions. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any crazy things that come to mind at all? I don't know if we should save some for next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess we should do that. I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much for, um, for telling me about <laughs> all these awesome memories. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and cool. thank you guys all for joining us. Um, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, <laughs> with more crazy stories. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in today, you guys. If you want to reach out to us, then go ahead and head to asanaetc.com, which is A-S-A-N-A-E-T-C.com, where you can also do lots of great yoga videos, by the way, if you want to do your practice at home. I don't think we've talked about that so much, but you can. So head there and try some classes and tell me, tell me and tell us what you think. And... If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's the handle asana underscore etc. You can follow us there as well. Send us a message. Tell us what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, what's too much, what's too little. We are open to all suggestions. All right, you guys have a wonderful week ahead and see you next Monday. Bye.